for the all-time mark from 64. Matt Brader's kick is good! History is made! Yes, hello and welcome to episode 129 of the And The Kick Is Good podcast. My name's Tom, I'm your host, and I'm joined as usual by Colin. I am here. And for one night only, welcome back to the podcast, Mambo number five. And by that, I mean Brad. Hi. I love how you said yes. one night only, as if we didn't try and record a previous week and Colin's computer fucked up, so it wasn't actually the one night I was very missed. I don't think we need to mention that Colin's PC had technical <laughs> difficulties. That is just the standard, and then if a podcast gets released, people can assume there wasn't technical difficulties. Um, all that there was, but we just managed to muscle through them anyway. Um, how how have you been, Brad? Give us a give us a quick thirty second rundown of how your life's been for the last what are we now six weeks, two months, uh, two months. Uh, it's pee poo feed pee poo feed bottle. Uh, Enough about when you visited Colum. <laughs> why no sleep? Uh, pee poo pee uh, poo poo uh, feed 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 cry. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all it is. Uh, oh, and smiles, smiles. We're, we're, we're at smiles yeah. now. That 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 begins to make it slightly worth it. Yeah, the occasional moments of joy. Uh, Colm, right, but... how's your, how's your cactus? Yeah, looking fine. Brad, the <laughs> phrase um, "sleeping like a baby"—that's absolute horseshit, right? Like babies do not sleep. Well. Depends how many pillows you put on top of them. Uh, well. Uh, I'll leave CPS to analyse that statement, but yes, otherwise you are correct, Colm. Uh, I don't understand who made up that uh, thing, but they are a fucking liar. Um, babies do not sleep uh, very much at all, and they do not sleep well. They thrash, they cry, they moan. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not a good system. So whoever said that, liar, uh, don't, don't believe their lies. Fair enough. Fine podcasting, folks. I'm, I'm two months out of the game, right? I need some yeah. time to recover. And we weren't that good to begin with. Um, <laughs> so this week on the podcast, uh, we're gonna we're gonna pull a little switcheroo. Um, we're gonna leave the news until last because as of uh, the, this moment in time, it's half past eight. So we are half an hour away from the tag deadlines, um, and the only one still up in the air at this moment in time is the New York Giants. Um, and, and kind of quite who they're going to tag um, but we'll get into that the hope is that we can run through the uh, South, East and the West divisions from the AFC and the NFC similar to how we did last uh, last week give the storyline that, that was kind of coming out of the team last offseason and then considering that give a, give a rating out of 10 for their season uh, once we've done that hopefully all the news will have kind of sorted itself out um, and it means that when I record this podcast in the next couple of days, I'm not sitting there going, oh, this was all out of date completely entirely, 30 minutes after we'd finished recording. Um, anything to add before we get into the segment, not the news? Lovely. Thank you. That's the best silence I'm ever going to hear. <laughs> um, so we'll start with the Souths. Um, I guess we'll start with the AFC South, because... That's the first one that came to my mind. Um, and let's go with a team that, that we can talk about positively. Um, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Possibly oh, the only one. team. Yeah. yeah, possibly <laughs> the only team from this division we can talk uh, positively about. Um, and I guess the storyline is um, Doug Peterson. Like that was that was what the talk was. Um, Trevor Lawrence's rookie year was basically completely thrown away, completely wasted. Um, and w- is there a chance he could have been a bust? 
Or was it just Urban Meyer and a shit show of a coaching staff that made him look basically horrendous? Uh, and and the the overwhelming answer to that is yes. <laughs> he looked great. The Jags went from strength to strength, uh, culminated in a uh, playoff victory, and they are probably going to grow into one of the trendy picks for a couple of playoff wins in the AFC, uh, the, like in this offseason, I would imagine. Um if I had to give a rating, I, I think it's got to be like an 8, probably even a 9 from, from their standpoint. I don't think the roster was ever good enough to really win a, like many playoff games. So to do what they did, to show the growth, and to have the win that they did and come back how they did against the Chargers, like there really isn't a negative to this season from the Jacks' point of view as far as I can see. No, not really, and it's it's nice to hear you eat, uh, you know, humble pie, Tom, after you slated Trevor Lawrence in the draft process uh, two years ago. Um, I think the big question for me with the Jags going into the season was... In case you were wondering, Brad, whilst you've been away, no, Colin hasn't stopped talking absolute shit, <laughs> as evidenced I'm, by that statement. I'm pretty sure Brad and I were like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, great guy, and you were like, oh, I don't know, I see flaws in his game, and you didn't, you wouldn't... You weren't up on him like we My were. issue was I didn't think his athleticism would, would project to the next level. I didn't think he'd just be able to run into linemen and be fine with it. And I think he, he's, he's rapidly realised that that's true as well. <laughs> um, the big question for me was, why are they paying Christian Kirk $18 million going into the last season? Um, and he was pretty productive and useful. $18 million still somewhat high but i think did he get a thousand yards last season he was great last year he he, yeah. he more than earned that money um and and the what it did to the rest of the wide receiver market like 18 mil is now wide receiver two money like that's, that's what it is like they got in they got in early and they made the most of it yeah so um, you know <laughs> well done trent bulky i guess <laughs> what i'm trying to get at here <laughs> Look, we've still got seven seven league days left as of this recording for him to get Doug Peterson fired. I'm not sure how he manages it, but statistically speaking, Doug Peterson doesn't last the next seven days. Uh, <laughs> Colin, I have to ask a question. You have long been a proponent, and I'm not sure if it's changed in the last two months, of uh, Smash Mouth football is the future yes. of the NFL. Are you willing to concede that you may have had the wrong Smash Mouth as the future of the NFL? Not the actual running play style that pioneered by such greats as Leonard Fournette, but the 80s slash 90s pop band Smash Mouth making GM decisions. Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> 90s slash 2000s, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't realise you were such a Smash Mouth fan. It's my bad. Listen, anything related to Smash Mouth... I am interested in. And yes, I will admit, they appear to be oracles about, you know, um, potential, you know, uh, front office, you know, staff of the year candidates. And Trent Bolke seems to have been one last year. It's a weird weird thing to say, but I'm willing to concede it. I understand. Uh, Brad, your, your rating for the Jags last year? Uh, uh, nine out of ten. Especially Colin, relative you... to the South. <laughs> Uh, I'll go B plus. Yeah, I hate you so much. Unintentional <laughs> <sighs> uh, bit, Brad. Job, Colin. Brad, he's, he's just—he's just showing off to impress you. He hasn't been like this the whole time you've been off. <laughs> Suddenly, you come back. He's an awkward cunt again. 
Uh, I, I welcome it for long. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, right, let's move on to the Titans, who I guess um, this was sort of the last great chance for that Titans team. Um, the one that was built um, from the running game up. Um, Tannehill carried the highest salary cap in the NFL last year. Um, and the offensive line needed work, and, and that proved to be the case. They they traded away AJ Brown, um, and so another one was kind of what was Traylon Burks going to bring to the game, and it was a struggle for a lot of the time. They ended up not winning the South due to the Jags' resurgence down the stretch. Um, hard to really kill them. They looked fine in stretches. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill went down for the last like five or six weeks of the season, um, and so. I'll give them a passable like five, but really they were they were a bit of a nothing team to watch for most of the season. I think it's ironic you use the term passable when for the last <laughs> stretch of the season they were incapable of doing anything of the sort. Unless it was one player game that Malik Willis would find a conquo down the field for like 40 yards and that was it <laughs> or Josh Dobbs don't you forget the rocket scientist oh yeah he played a game didn't he he played like three. Oh yeah I think he, he replaced Malik Willis didn't he at the end of the season because Malik Willis despite being at one point maybe considered the first overall pick because he was a QB and maybe the best QB in a, a muddled class you know he was a third round pick in the end and there was a bit of talk of does Tan Han get replaced this year you know, could we see Willis, you know, uh, you know, overthrow him partway through the season? He was awful when he played. He was shocking. Like, 80-yard uh, passing games, I think, when he played. Yeah, um, well, when he played in preseason, um, Vrabel pulled him because he scrabbled too much. You yeah. have to do <laughs> you have to do a lot of work as a quarterback to make Justin Fields look very good as a passer, but Malik Willis did it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And, and that sums up those Titans. Uh, long may they rebuild once again. Ra- ratings, please, for the Titans. Well, can I ask one question first about next year for the Titans? Colin, we have like 24 teams to get through. J- just a yes or no. Is uh, Vrabel on the hot seat going into next year? No. no. Okay. Uh, uh, D minus. I will give them two Rotten Tomatoes out of five. Um, the Texans, abysmal shit show. Um, I guess the storyline was, are they going to make another coach one and done? Um, spoiler alert, yes. And uh, is Davis Mills anything other than perhaps a career backup? Um, terrible season. Didn't even get the first overall pick. Two out of ten? No, they... Well, one zero. They they intentionally were shit and were so shit that they still somehow weren't the shittest in the league. It was quite impressive. What's the uh, the the quote from one of those Adam Sandler films? I award you uh, no points at no point in your rambling, incoherent season were you anything close to be considered a rational team. Uh, and everyone is done of having watched you play. I award you no points, and they have God have mercy on Lovey Smith's soul, because that man the went out that... in style. He fucked them up the number one pick. He, they, they don't deserve anything. This is an F failure, zero, nothing. The thing we have to consider is we spent more or less the entirety of last season saying 
these Texans are better than their record, right? Like they're, they're playing well in games. They're just not finishing games at all, right? They would find a way to lose games from solid positions. I was going to say good. That was probably an overstatement. Um, but they were they were probably at certain points there, probably a six-win team. And going into that last game, they were going to have the first overall pick. They'd done enough tanking to get that first overall pick. But they pissed off their coach, who was trying to tank for them, and then ended up winning the last game of the season. So they ended up with the second overall pick. That is a yeah, that's a a zero, a one out of ten. It's you you failed at failing. Yeah, I love it. And long live Lovey Smith, absolute legend. That will go down as an iconic moment in coaching history. Yeah, like fuck you, I'm getting you this win. <laughs> I love it. Uh- and finally, the Colts, who botched kind of every single bit of player evaluation from, from last offseason. Um, the talk, I guess, was can Matt Ryan be the guy to, to kind of lead the Colts out of QB obscurity? And the answer was a resounding no. Um, they fired their head coach. They brought in Jeff Saturday, who was totally atrocious. Um, and they are... I'm not going to call them an aimless franchise right now, but they certainly don't seem to have a a direction other than, holy crap, we need an actual quarterback. Um, I think this is actually the zero, because this team came in with expectations. Yeah. No, this team were expecting to win the South and ended up in competition for the first overall draft pick. That is is a bad season. I will say the Texans did have expectations, but their expectations were to be the first over the <laughs> Um Yeah, no, we, we thought the Colts would be a, not necessarily a deep run playoff team, but a playoff team by virtue of being in such a weak division. And Matt Ryan, shell of himself, Nick Foles, not the man that won a Super Bowl. He was the man that was, I think, five years between being a starter in the Eagles and winning a Super Bowl for the Eagles. Um, who was the other one? Sam Ellinger was he? Yeah, like yep. he played. He played pick? NFL games last year. Gunslinger Ellinger. Yeah. It... Jim Irsay has a reputation as a bit of a a maverick as a, an owner, right? And he I think that's putting that. it lightly. That's Mark Cuban, but yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, he he played. Thank you. Uh, he played into it with a Jeff Saturday hire, and it was like everyone was saying. This is a really bad idea, and he's like, "I'll show you." Wins <laughs> one game, and then is exactly what we thought he would be. Is he the head um, coach yet? No, he. They, who did they hire at the end? It was a uh, Strecken, wasn't it? The yeah, uh, yeah. Eagles. Uh, Eagles offensive coordinator. Um, just a bizarre, shitty year. Um, so both both zeros for for you two for the Colts, yes. Uh, they can sure. have a one. Okay. Um, so the Bucks moving over to the NFC South. Uh, Brady's last ride. They did everything they could to bring back as many of the same guys as they could, and uh, it didn't work. Plainly, um, the interior of the offensive line couldn't hold up long enough, um, and there were injuries kind of on every single level. Uh, Brady, he, he fell off the cliff that, that <laughs> eventually came for him. Um, and, and so now they're having to live with... Um, with the choices that they made in in, key, in bringing back everyone back, and so although the season wasn't bad, and they made the playoffs, right? They were the team that won the South in the end in the NFC. Yeah, someone um, had it. Uh, 
I, I still think this is like a two season, right? Because they they have to rip everything up now. It was yes. to me a, I'd say a four. I mean, this was always going to be kind of a, you know, a, a last dance for Brady. I don't think he fell off the cliff in the same way you're describing. I think everything around him fell off the cliff. Um, they were. You know, in that middle stretch, having a historically bad run game, right? They were averaging like what forty yards a game rushing, um, just atrocious. Injuries, <laughs> shockingly, if you keep signing thirty-two-year-old wide receivers who want to sign with uh, Brady just as a last chance to win a Super Bowl, shockingly they get injured. Um, and he had a lot of injuries around him, particularly in the wide receiver group. Offensive line was poor, running game was poor, defense was substandard. Uh, I'd say it's probably a five to six because they still managed to, you know, get to a playoff game. I'll give them a one as well because I hate fucking watching this team. They were awful. Uh, they were difficult to watch. Everything they attempted to do failed in every conceivable manner. They replaced a head coach who they now probably have to replace again. They have no future going forward and are going to suck for the next five to six years. Uh, but they won a Super Bowl, so maybe it was worth it. It was worth it that season, but this season was just horrible bad ugly get rid of it never never want to see that again um speaking of never wanting to see it again the 2022 carolina panthers who uh, <laughs> traded for sam Darnold and just paid a bunch of money and did did everything in general that they shouldn't have done with their quarterback position um ended up firing um their head coach halfway through and then not hiring the guy that came in and did a a very good job with fuck all left after trading away Christian McCaffrey and a few other pieces. Um, the storyline, I guess, who's playing quarterback and does the head coach last the season? And the answer was, oh, and no. So, not a great season, and yet kind of light at the end of the tunnel because they are definitely going to end up with a quarterback this offseason um, like through the draft. And so, like... There's, there's hope there, right? The season itself, not good. But actually, not as bad as it could have been. So I'll, I'll go a four. I'm going to go with a two. Which is as many coaching changes as they had and as many name changes that Robbie Anderson had across the year. So, you know, that's that sums up their season. I mean, they just started the rebuild for this year, halfway through last year, right? Traded away... I mean, did they even trade Robbie Anson in the end, or did they cut him? Uh, trade McCaffrey, <laughs> got rid of Matt Rule. Seemed like they found someone in Steve Wilkes, but they decided not to keep him. Um, but they do not have an answer at quarterback still. And while they've got young talent on defense, there's still huge holes on that offense, I think. A three out of ten. But they were one game off the playoffs column, so, you know, give them something. Um, the Saints, they existed in a, in a post-Sean Payton world. Um, they they had Andy Dalton, who we all thought wouldn't play quarterback for the whole season. And lo and behold, he basically played quarterback for the whole season. Uh, Michael Thomas went down injured. Shock horror. Alvin Kamara was not suspended. That was actually quite shocking. Um, and Chris Olave, no matter what, turned out to be a fucking beast of a pick. The defense was good, but not good enough to actually get them to the playoffs. And despite most metrics suggesting they should have won the South, they ended up, what, two and a half games out in the end? Um, Only one. Uh, uh, really? Everyone went eight and nine. It was eight and nine and seven and ten. 
every other team is oh, seven and ten. Okay. Um, maybe it was one and a half games then. Cause I think yeah, they're... yeah. In there again, anyway. head to heads and all that bull- bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess for the Saints, without a quarterback going into last year, doing that, probably a five. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Saints have been like a five for like the last five years, and it feels like they're going to be a five for the next five years. Weird decisions to trade around, <laughs> trade away their first round picks. I mean, like into future years, what they're doing with payments, the bit of free agency news we have as they chase being the only team relevant in the NFC South, and I guess if things break your way, it'll. Yeah, you could make a run as the other three teams around you are rebuilding. Uh, they're a weird team. I I I want off Nicky Lewis's wildcat ride, and I want this team to start functioning like a normal team again. Call on um, the Saints. Yeah, too bad on that front, Brad. I don't see this changing anytime soon. <laughs> I know. Um, they were just—they felt like the same team they were. With the last few years of Drew Brees, just minus Drew Brees, uh, I can't explain what that is other than just they desperately need a good quarterback there and some semblance of, I don't know, health, cohesion, like, you know, team chemistry. Um, re- still really talented individuals on that team. It's just a question of building them all together and, like I said, finding a, a, a non red rifle to throw the ball okay so that wraps up uh, no Falcons Falcons exist oh yeah Arthur Smith Arthur Smith was the head coach and we expected a running game and a sort of movement based quarterback system with Marcus Mariota and maybe Desmond Ritter at some stage in the season Um, we got a sort of very similar Falcons team that we've had for a little while which is a kind of rebuild on the fly type year that um, it wasn't bad but they weren't good they still managed to lose games that they should never have as the Falcons have done basically since God was a child but I think if the Falcons are good in like two years we will point back to this 2022 season as probably the beginning of where it turned around they have pieces which is fine that's what you want. Do they know how to use them? No. Like, <laughs> that's their problem. Tyler Algier, sneaky 1,000-yard season. Drake London, 800-plus-yard season. Carl Pitts got injured, but it's what it is. They traded away Calvin Ridley, which makes me sad that he couldn't join this just, like, offense of 6-4 receivers. Like, that would just be fun to watch. Uh, they still have Cordero Patterson who's doing funky stuff and AJ Terrell is one of going to be one of the most perpetually underrated cornerbacks in the league for the years to come until he either Deion Sanders' his way out of that town or Deion Sanders' his way into infamy in that town <laughs> there's it's the only way he's going to go anywhere, uh, anything so yeah they've got pieces but they, they're just a sneaky shit show every year so you got a rating on the Falcons? Uh, they can have a D plus. <laughs> I'm going three and a half. Column thoughts rating. Um, Mariota felt like a weird decision going into this year, um, and they held on to him for too long. We really didn't get a chance to see what Desmond Ritter can do. 
but and I'm still not convinced. I saw enough. <laughs> I saw and enough. I, t- I saw enough on draft tape, and there's a reason he dropped as far as he did down the draft order, and they ended up where he did. They did the right thing with Mariota, a guy who was absolutely willing to throw his body on the line for three yards in a game that means nothing, just so you can entertain the home fans and sell a few Sunday Chick Fil A's. Like that is literally all they had going for them, and they played it well. Yeah, well, I didn't like it in terms of trying to get to a Super Bowl, but let's call that season a four out of ten. Seems fair, right? Let's go to the Easts, and uh, I know it's the East, Brad, but let's try and speed. Um, we'll, we'll go to the NFC first so we know how much time we have left after you talk about <laughs> the Giants. Um, we'll begin with the Giants, um, and it was all about the new coaching staff. It was about can they make Daniel Jones into something uh, more than uh, like a reclamation project, a scrap heap guy, after they didn't ex- uh, exercise his fifth-year option. Um, I mean, it's, it's what, a seven and a half, an eight, if not more, um, I, the only reason I'm knocking it down a couple of marks is because I'm still not actually convinced that Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. I just think the coaching staff did a good job. Um, but winning a playoff game was more than you'd hoped for, I assume, coming into the season. Um, and we await contract details to see what happens. But there are question marks, but not as many as there were last year, even if they're slightly different now. Yeah, we saw that, like this season, like at the end of the regular season, it was like... Well, going into the last quarter of the regular season an 8, then Kenny Golladay caught a touchdown, that made it an immediate 8.5, uh, then we beat the sorry ass Vikings, that made it a 9.5, and, and then we lost to the Eagles in devastating fashion as they ripped out our hearts, showed it to us and described to us in great detail where all the flaws were in this team, and that knocked it down to a 9 um, <laughs> so overall, great season we made Richie James uh, the receiving core of Darius Slayton Richie James, Isaiah Hodgins Daniel Bellinger, Wondell Robinson and Tanner Hudson uh, won a playoff game if you can believe that somehow Colin? I mean, for me I had very low expectations going into last year I, I thought they would be you know where the Falcons kind of went, what the Falcons kind of ended up doing you know uh, a QB who was probably on his way out in my mind, uh, an off-injured running back who I didn't think would be able to put together a full season, a new head coach waiting for the chance to actually, you know, have a new cycle to try and bring in his own free agents and uh, draft his own players and get that second cycle in. No, he did fantastic with what he had there. You know, uh, for me, it's a, a 10 out of 10 just because he exceeded all my expectations. And... Was he- head coach of the year? Yeah, he was head yeah. coach. Of yeah. the year. Oh, which also reminds me, Colum, uh, a, a zero, uh, an F for anyone who didn't, for some fucking reason, uh, vote for Andrew Thomas as uh, all pro, whatever the, the the thing was. He the fact that he wasn't up there, bullshit. And also shout out sexy Dexy for a truly breakout season, uh, and again should have been first team all pro in every element and area and whatever those big fucking rankings are it's that small new york market brad um what you just heard there listeners was nothing because i cut out the last 45 seconds of brad rambling about giants players (laughs) he didn't get to ramble about because he had a child (laughs) that is true that is very very true also fuck the vikings you bitches i called that you were shit uh (laughs) now i have to keep this in um (laughs) right the cowboys 
um, what we thought would be the the kind of last swan song, or the, the swan song, um, for Zeke Elliott in Dallas. It now appears it was not, um, but we thought we'd see him hand the rein over to, to Tony Pollard as the lead back. Didn't quite happen. Pollard actually ended up getting injured at the end of the season. Um, they traded away Amari Cooper for pennies on the dollar, which proved very quickly to be a bad decision. Um, and the defense was lights out for a very long time um got great pressure with the front four front six etc um and then it kind of all broke down um towards the end when they couldn't really sustain offense um a a good season not a great season um their their record i think kind of flattered them by the end of it i'll go a seven i mean the regular season, I would go eight to nine. Uh, you got to remember they won games with Cooper Rush. Uh, you know, beginning of the season they had a QB sorry, controversy. Sorry, one second, Colin. My memory's a little fuzzy, but you can't say they won games with Cooper Rush like it's a bad thing when you were starting to question whether Cooper Rush should start over Dak Prescott in the middle of the season. Well, I believe I, I was about to say they had a QB controversy <laughs> in the middle of that season, right? Um, no, they didn't. They paid one guy no, forty-five million. Yeah, but th- like Jerry Jones was fielding questions where he was like, "Well, we'll see what happens when Dak gets back." He was stirring the pot. Jerry right? Jones complains about his cap space and then tags his backup running back for ten million a year. <laughs> Don't listen to that man on roster construction. You know better. He 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 loves a Madden. All right, he loves a Madden. <laughs> um. And, but <laughs> you've got to knock it down two points for that playoff performance, right? And that final get play. Um, still baffled by it. Love it to bits. Uh, I'm surprised Zeke is coming back uh, with his, you know, he was clearly uh, a shell of himself towards the end of that season. I think that's injuries. And I'm not sure how much tie is left on those treads there. Zeke's a fullback now. Don't, don't get it twisted. Zeke is going to be a fullback and he's going to be perfectly fine in that role. He is still an outstanding run blocker, a, a, a pass blocker in the position. He will be fine. And it will it will take some time for people to put their respect on it. But he, if he transitions to that role, he'll, he'll, he'll have a nice another five, six years on his career. Um, the next team in the East, I suppose, is the Washington Commanders. Um, I, Carson Wentz. I that, like how can you look at this team uh, after last off season and think anything other than Carson Wentz? They traded a boatload for him and his terrible contract, and he was fucking abysmal. Um, they waited far too long to get a look at Sam Howell uh, sticking with Taylor Heineke, who had some moments and provided some interesting Sundays, but ultimately should not have seen half the games that he did. Um, pass defense again let them down after being a strength in 2021. Um, sorry, a strength in 2020 and then not great in 2021, I think was how it, yeah. and, then, and then not great again. Um, and the front four looks great, where again, Chase Young looks like the worst part of it, which is astonishing. Um, yeah, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen had like 19 sacks between them. Uh, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, Chase Young, when he comes back, he'll, he'll change this team. He didn't do shit. He's regressed oh. hard. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but a, a bad season on and off the field. Um, and so it, it's really, it, it is what it is. 
there's still a future, but the future requires a QB position. I think this is like a two. I think it's a th- a four because they still drafted well in certain positions. Jahan Dotson is going to be a sensational number two to Terry McLaurin, uh, and you know they do need a they do need a QB, but they've done well there. Brian Robinson Jr. I think he's going to break out next year, but this year he looked like he was running through mud most of the time. But they've still hit well on most of their draft picks, just not the ones they traded away for Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, I think there's green shoots around that team. The the Carson Wentz of it all was pretty shocking. I would like to do an off-season uh, episode at some point about the QBs that were one-year deals this year. I'm thinking Mariota, Wentz, uh, probably Matt Ryan by the time this is all done. And just ask the question, were they potentially in the, you know, uh, running to try and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo until his shoulder injury came to light and would they have been better off with what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo than what they did um, yeah, yes I... right <laughs> now we don't have to do that podcast great episode. Yeah, great but episode. we will do that podcast is a difference I'm calling it a 5 generous right to the AFC North uh, nope still got the Eagles uh, oh. they're a 10 they were great um like they they put everything around Hurts, but he did everything they needed to. Everything basically came off. They dealt with a few injuries. They signed Chelsea Gardner Johnson. Um, on, on, you know, just one of the greatest trades I think we'll probably ever see uh, for two late round picks or whatever it was. Um, only issue is they're not going to be able to re-sign everyone this off season, so they, their squad for twenty twenty three will look quite different. But okay, they didn't win it all, but I'm still calling that season a just a great success. Yeah, 10, just like the draft pick they got from the New Orleans Saints this year. And as I said, all year, all to be Harry Roseman. 10, 10, 10, 10s across the board. 1, nah, fuck me, you're 10. Good joke. AFC uh, East, uh, Patriots, uh, a 4, uh, were a mediocre team all season, looked good in parts, looked terrible in stretches. Mac Jones, if he didn't regress, he didn't progress um i can only assume that now that matt patricia isn't on that staff anymore he's going to go back to looking like a pro bowler um wide receivers were an issue that big tight end splash that they made a couple of years ago has not progressed how they would have liked to see that position come on uh, offensive line kind of fell apart the events were still good but we didn't really doubt that and they probably looking like they're going to lose another corner this year um, which is just, you know, I mean, how many how many corners are they going to lose in consecutive years? And we keep going, well, they'll pay for it this year, but they, they just keep plucking them off trees. So poor season. Um, but I, I think what's more of a worry is that Mac Jones just didn't look like he got any better. Yeah, everything went the wrong way except for Ramondre. He was great. 10 out of 10 for him. Don't even, don't care about any anything else. Yeah, it turns out Matt Patricia is not the offensive guru we all thought he would be. Um, turns out you also need an offensive coordinator um, and not just rely on, you know, your friends to, uh, you know, call plays. And that doesn't help with a second-year QB's uh, development. Bad year, yeah, I think four's a fair shout. The Buffalo Bills. 
um, stayed much the same. Um, it was just about whether the the first round running back James Cook could add uh, an extra dimension to the running game that was just Josh Allen, and the answer to that would basically be no. Um, obviously, had the hideous on-field injury um, in week fifteen, I believe. Um, that they managed to kind of rally around, um, run the kickoff for a touchdown the, the next game they played. And, you know, a, a feel-good story that could have ended a lot worse. Um, kind of like their season, I guess. It, it didn't have the great ending that they wanted, but they were good enough. Um, unfortunately, they just ran into <laughs> some very, very, like, a very good Chiefs team in the playoffs. Um, no, they didn't. They ran into the Bengals. <laughs> right? Right? Which way was it? The, the Bengals lost to the Chiefs because it was the Bengals that got done for the uh, unnecessary roughness. Push out of bounds. Yes. Whichever way it was. Yeah. They lost to a, another very good AFC team. Um, and like and now it's just got me questioning where does this Bills team go from here? Uh, Brad, I know for a fact you're going to bring up Josh Allen's injury. Um, yeah, that's because you have be been sneaky. on that forever, and 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 so that's the storyline going forward. But for their season last year, I'll give it a seven and a half. I'm going to give it a five and a half. They really fell off, and I feel like they failed to manage. Like there are expectations now in Buffalo, and they are managing to just shoot themselves in the foot the entire time. Going forward, I think yeah, I do think that not treating Josh Allen's injury is potentially going to really, really hurt them, which is why I, I, re- I bring that down. UCLs are nothing to fuck with, and they've seemingly fucked with it and left him out there all, this, all the time. And That was a Wu-Tang Clan song. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, somewhere around that. Uh, Wu-Tang Medical, uh, they're, they're expanding. UCLs ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, that, five and a half. Um, I thought it was a really good year for uh, for the Bills. Um, I, I've got I've got no complaints. It, you know they <laughs> they are a couple plays away from making that Super Bowl. Um, or, well, making the championship game, and from there maybe making the Super Bowl. Um, Josh Allen is a beast. He's going to stay a beast. They've got to do a little bit of retooling, I think. But I I still think they're a, a fantastic team. I'm calling that a. Uh, an 8 out of 10 fair enough the Dolphins hired trendy head coach um, and it looked like it was a great decision early on uh, run game was working the sort of uh, catch and run offense was doing wonders Tyreek Hill came over from the Chiefs and everything started to click uh, problem is their pass defense was fucking horrendous for basically the whole of the year and when you combine that with um, Tua Tunga Vailoa going down with uh, um, what was the first one cramp so they said, um, and uh, and then a significant concussion. Um, then that kind of spelled the end of their season. They did end up going to the playoffs, but they were not good there. And Skylar Thompson tried as much as he could, um, but it turns out he's just not an NFL quarterback. Uh, I will give it a tentative six and a half because I think you can really see where the team is going if Tua stays healthy. Uh, I will give this a four that is masquerading as a seven because this team going into the final week was somehow putting out the heat that there was heat on Mike McDaniel and that he could potentially be uh, let go, which just goes to show you the real face of this absolute shit show who clearly wanted to do some sort of Tom Brady, Sean Payton. We met them on a boat inconspicuously 
uh, part two, which cost them their first round of going into next year. Yeah, the, the, Miami is, is still a shit show. They are. Did you hear the rumours that Tom Brady might come out from Miami? <laughs> uh, and the Jets. And the Jets, both at the same time. There, no, 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 uh, I'm saying, and, and I'm saying, we're moving on to the Jets. Uh, there are no rumours. Did you not hear Tom Brady's comments on that? No one, uh, who, well, yes. no one who's coming out of retirement gets their two gets their daughter a two month year old kitten. Like, two month year old kitten. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that's 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 what he said. <laughs> um, it was. I mean, there's a trend in the right direction. Obviously, you've still got to work out what's going on with Tua and can he? I think he's taking falling lessons now. Did I hear? Or he's doing like judicious. Uh, judo. Oh, Easy for you to say. He's doing judo so that he he's can doing the ball correctly. <laughs> um, he's, doing, he's doing judoku. I did that in an yeah. um, um Just so he can learn the fall correctly and not, you know, smash headfirst into the um, into the turf this time. If he can stay healthy, you know, the production we saw from him in the nine healthy games he had is is playoff worthy. It's you know, it's win the. No, I was going to say when the East, the Buffalo Bills are still there. It's be very competitive, worthy. Um, the team's moving in the right direction. You've just got to work out how you can keep your quarterback healthy. Oh, uh, six out of ten. And the Jets, who didn't have a quarterback going into last year, um, despite everything that I might have said about Zach Wilson, um, still don't have a quarterback now. And uh, apparently have everything else bar that. Left tackle is still going to be a bit of a question after the injuries that were suffered in training camp uh, and, and in the lead up to the start of the season last year. Um, but as with the rumours that are swirling around Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah, this team looks ready to at least compete in the AFC, which is more than the Jets have done for quite a long time. But it's still impossible to see this, this season as anything better than, like, what, a three? Uh, uh, again, ooh. it's similar to uh, which team was I describing? Where I said like everything around them was trending positively. It was just the quarterback situation that was the problem. Uh, Most of know, the teams we've talked about tonight. Yeah, yeah. you know that. I mean, if you were to insert, I'm just going to pick a QB at random here. Aaron Rodgers into that team last season, they get what eleven wins. You know that. You know that. That's a. They are a very strong team there. They've got to work out the QB situation and they've got to work it out fairly quick because the rest of that team is young and ready to go. Um, and I don't think another season of playing around uh, you know, with Zach Wilson is going to keep Robert Saller in this job. So we need to make the right moves now and maybe, you know, making the big trade for a uh, an, you know, an aging quarterback coming off of, you know, what we've previously two MVP seasons is the right move for them. And just as a quick aside, Rogers, if he does go to the Jets, it's you know the fact that he's on this uh, Brett Favre trend is kind of crazy. Um, it's mad to think that he's like what twelve years away from like ripping off the people of Minnesota, uh, of Mississippi, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, I will give them a point for Brees Hall, a point for Garrett Wilson, a point for Source Gardner, and. Half a point for CJ Mosley having a somewhat uh, decent year compared to his contract. There you go. That's that's all the points. Okay, you get. so 
Just just the Wests to do then. Um, Chargers came into the season with renewed hope, um, a bit of pressure on the head coach and the GM tandem, um, but Herbert was going to lead them to the promised land. Um, and he did for half a game in February. Uh, and then the Jags went, get the fuck out of here with your shit. Um, I'm done with this shitty type of defensive football you try and play. Um, Herbert shouldn't have played in multiple games this season due to injury, but was kept in there, um, which is put most of that coaching staff on my shit list for life um they still have hope but their roster i think is going to under, uh, undergo quite an unexpected level of transition this offseason they have already said that keenan allen isn't going anywhere but i would expect therefore an extension and maybe a restructure into that extension because his cap hit is significant for what he brings to the field at this point um austin eckler was I mean, he was most like fantasy leagues running back one because he was their entire offense for most weeks. Um, and the addition of Khalil Mack just did not pan out how a lot of people thought it did. Turns out analysis like paint by numbers, add great or, or X great player to a good defense doesn't just make it work. It, you know, it's not always just a home run slam dunk pick. They got to the playoffs, but they didn't win the game. I'm going to say six and a half. Um, I'm going to give them a seven and a half for being the same old sorry ass charges that are just decent enough, but not, not close enough as well. They, they're exactly where they love to be. It seems just on that precipice of like the sixth best team in the, in the AFC. They made a lot of moves last year to compete in a stacked AFC, and it felt like they stayed where they were, right? So, in that sense, it's kind of a five. I think the one thing that could have bumped them up is if they finally got rid of uh, Staley. (laughs) Um, uh, They didn't do that. They're still, I think, probably a season, two seasons away from making that move and getting a better head coach in. Uh, the Broncos, let's tee off on a team. Um, traded everything and their mum's dog for Russell Wilson, who, quite frankly, stunk the bed for a, a a solid portion. He did improve towards the back end of the year, and I think that does need to be pointed out. Um, fired Nathaniel Hackett. I, what did he last? 11 weeks, maybe? Um, there's now all sorts of rumours that um, kind of what Russell Wilson left behind in C- in Seattle in terms of like having his own o- office on the coaches level, um, they again were riddled with injuries to to like pass catchers. This Broncos team can never seem to catch a break on offense with injuries, but the defense didn't do much either to help out the team for for large portions. It it's just a zero, right? A team that people were looking at for twelve, thirteen wins, and they scraped by. Yeah, they certainly didn't live up to my expectations, and I think I may have been one of the people pegging them for like 13 wins this year. Um, but in terms of storylines, I mean, that was a 10 out of 10, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the knee lifts on the plane over to London, the fact that no one wanted to go to Russell Wilson's birthday party, that Nathaniel Hackett was made to hire a game, uh, was it like a, a, a time coach or something, uh, who then replaced him and then got fired himself after the end of the season. Um all of it was just A-plus um, fun drama. And we are a drama podcast, if nothing else, really. Um, Excuse me, we're a kicker podcast. And with kickers come drama. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, but 
absolute chaos. Loved it for bits. But in terms of being a Broncos fan, you can't rate that much higher than like a 2 or 3 out of 10, can you? No. Uh, I will give them a negative 5 for what they did to my boy, Javante. <laughs> they can't even uh, look forward to a high draft pick this year. Yeah, they just fuck the Broncos. Except Javante Williams and Quinn Miners. I love you boys. If you want to come to New York, uh, specifically for the Giants, feel free. Uh, the Chiefs, they got rid of Tyreek Hill because they didn't want to pay him, um, and it affected them. I don't like that might get lost to time that actually their offense was not as explosive as it once was. Um, it, it was more reliable, I guess. They, they chewed up the chains, but the first month or so, like they were definitely trying to get used to this and make it work. Um, obviously, it did work. They won the Super Bowl. It's a 10 out of 10 season. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback currently playing football and is well on his way to becoming the best ever. Yeah, tense. Yeah, no questions about any of that there. Tense. L- long-term questions, obviously, how long is Andy Reid going to coach for? I think this, uh, he, I think he's made some overtures that he's probably got a couple seasons left in him. But while he's there, you know, they're, they're Super Bowl contenders year on year. Um, as long as... Uh, it seems that Patrick Mahomes has one good ankle. Uh, doesn't need both. True that, true that. Brad, anything to add on the Chiefs? 10 out of 10. There's nothing to add. Okay. They are, they are no, perfection. Okay, cool. Um, and the final team in the West are the Raiders, uh, who, I mean, they started Jarrett Stidham voluntarily for three games. Um, it did not go the way they hoped. Josh Jacobs had a insanely good kind of breakout year return to form I guess you could call it um, but a lot of other guys did not do what they needed to do on this team Max Crosby had a down year um, they added Devontae Adams to, you know who <laughs> apparently wanted to definitely desperately go and play with Derek Carr who then fucked off the <laughs> next year um, so I'm looking forward to Derek, uh, Devontae Adams demanding a trade in like week six of this season or something stupid um, uh, a three <laughs> I, I, this Raiders team were kind of nothing really uh, I'm surprised there was no commiseration of uh, Jonathan Abram in there uh, <laughs> at all I thought that would have scored them a lot lower I mean they were a good team I don't know if they were a good team uh, I, uh, they weren't. They they lost some horrendous games this season. I will give season. them a four because they were without two of those big receivers who they paid before this season. Uh, Josh Jacobs had that breakout year, uh, and Max Crosby had one of the quieter twelve and a half sack seasons that I've ever seen. Um, uh, yeah, and as Colum said earlier, there's some green shoots around that team. I mean, Josh Josh McDaniels nearly got fired, right? Like I think. Uh, there well, was the some... rumor was that they couldn't afford to fire him cash wise. Yeah. That was that was the rumor. Which I don't know. I like that to me is like <laughs> makes it a two out of ten. But they probably, I don't know if they should have fired him. They probably wanted to fire him. They can't afford to fire him. It's a whole messy situation right right now. Okay, so we'll go to the west. Um, and we'll uh, the, the <laughs> NFC West, um, and we'll, we'll do the same thing. We'll start with the Niners to give us an idea of how much time we have left to do the other teams. Um, the story was all about Trey Lance, and I, I don't think that's kind of 
minimizing it like that was that was the whole thing it was the you know he was the sexy storyline for both this team and a lot of other teams you know basically him and what the new QBs would do in their new teams were the quarterbacks storylines coming into the season and unfortunately it was cut real short um and then Jimmy Garoppolo came in and his season was apparently not cut short enough because then Brock Purdy came in and went unbeaten until he didn't. Um, obviously, I mean, Colm, you, you maintain that it was a great season when you lost the championship game and I'm calling bullshit until the day you die and be honest on that one. Um, because I understand what you're trying to say, but it's just losing a championship game is never good. Um, that said, the fact that the QB position is still under so much scrutiny for this team in terms of what the hell is it, it's, I think we could still say it's obviously a positive season, but I don't think I can go over like a six and a half to a seven because we, we just do not know what the quarterback play is going to be like next season for this team. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> You feel like you're going to get out of perpetual QB hell when last offseason they're definitely going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, we're ride or die with Lance after coming into a season and it's a QB battle between Trey Lance, who you spent three first-round picks on, and last overall pick, Brock Purdy, who is, in games where he has two functional UCLs, undefeated. Um, it's such a bizarre... It's it's like a um like an MC Escher painting where you think you're getting up the stairs but somehow you're on more stairs. You just cannot escape the QB hell that is this team. I I will maintain it was a fantastic season because once Brock Purdy's playing, you have zero expectations. I did also make clear that was the worst loss I've ever watched. Is the one where we have no functional QBs <laughs> but we have to finish off a game. That hurt me more than that Super Bowl loss in 2019, and I will. Uh, hold on to that until the day I die. Don't know what to give this grade. Um, I'll <laughs> I'll give it a a, a blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, your chance to talk about the Forty ers end to their season, which you haven't had a chance to tee off on yet. Um, I'm sorry, Colin. This is a sad, pathetic whimper of an exit, really, wasn't it? And it's just everything that we said about the Forty ers for a long time. They can't manage their own injuries uh, and they keep drafting these terribly high injury prone players with upside and it gets them so close but not far enough. So yeah. Sorry Colin that you also had to get dad dicked by the Eagles but hey ho that's what you get when you play. We had that game end Brock Purdy running out there with one arm like passing it off to CMC. You couldn't even commit yeah. to the Wildcat. Just brutal. But hey, enjoy your QB controversy. <laughs> uh, right, the Seahawks. Um, Geno Smith is the GOAT, and I will hear nothing of anybody else. Uh, Rashad Penny got injured. We were all not shocked by this eventuality. Um, Kenneth Walker was great, and DK Metcalf is still a very good wide receiver. But really, the defense and how they played, other than against the 49ers, um, was, was kind of the the overarching storyline that wasn't called Geno Smith on this team. Um, I thought they played well. I thought they played a lot better than we thought they would. And it turns out Pete Carroll might be a hell of a head coach. Uh, seven. Tom, can I say something that's going to surprise you right now? Because you just praised that defense. And I, I want your honest reaction as to how surprised you are by this. Okay. 
Jamal Adams is still a Seahawk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am, yeah. I. We, if we you'd have asked that. me, if, if, you, if you'd have asked me where Jamal Adams was, I probably would have stared the Seahawks, but I wouldn't have been certain of it at all. Well, because he went out injured like week two, week three last year, right? And he sure. is, uh, a, you know, an enigmatic defensive chess piece. He was not part as of As long that as the defense. chess board is the box, yes. Yes. He was not a part of that defense last year. And that defense still, as you said, played remarkably well. Geno Smith is a storyline there. You know, we were all taught, I think some of us, particularly me, had expectations that Drew Locke would be the one finishing out the season for the Seahawks. He, you know, blew those expectations out of the water. That season was far better than anyone expected from a team that was primed for a rebuild. And the good news for the Seahawks is they still have the fifth overall pick. Yeah. Because that's what Broncos have given them. Yeah, 10 out of 10 seasons. They went to the, they went to the playoffs in the year where we all wrote them off. Uh, and Geno Smith didn't write back. And they still ended up with a top five draft pick. So... 10 out of 10. No, no notes. P- perfect drafting. Everything else. Uh, the Cardinals, 1 out of 10. Kyler Murray regressed. Uh, Hopkins is going to be traded. They fired their head coach and their GM the year that they extended them. Um, people that came back are now retiring. Sorry franchise looks real bad. Buda Baker needs to get out of there and play for a functional NFL team. This is a team that's in line for like a top five pick next year if they don't get it sorted real quick. Yeah, save Hopkins as well. He's going to be out of there. Um, new prevailing theory, Kyler Murray only plays good every other year, just like a Call of, good, uh, good Call of Duty game releases every other year. Uh, <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe next year will be his year. Although I don't think he's expected to play until like December, right? He's no idea. He's out for a long ass time, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, man, that, bad time. That that Call of Duty storyline was funny, wasn't it? <laughs> that whole contract clause was fucking hilarious. <laughs> we're denying, we're denying it, uh, but also we have changed things around. Don't ask us any more questions, please. <laughs> right, uh, who's the other team in the West? The Rams. The Rams. Oh my god. Um, I, where? <laughs> Where do you want to go with this? Stafford gets injured and shut down. Um, Aaron Donald goes on IR. The defense falls to pieces. They're now trading everyone, which isn't necessarily a last season story. Sorry, last season storyline, but um, yeah. definitely counts the as part of it. Yeah, running running backs are terrible. Um, Fifty million like, a year for um, Anderson, uh, Robinson, uh, yeah. <laughs> who's now probably getting cut. Yeah, so it's like a three and a half because they still have Stafford, who if he plays all, all all seventeen games is a very good quarterback. But they're not looking to win this coming season. No, it, I mean, there's something to be said for quitting on a high, right? And Sean McVay could have done that and made silly money, as we mentioned every time we talk about Sean McVay in the commentary booth. He chose to come back, and it it it's a sour note to what was a fantastic year really the year before um i think he's regretting it i I think he's committing to do this year because he doesn't want that to be his last year as the rams head coach um question marks as to whether stafford can play again there's still no indication that he's coming back from his injuries a lot of those pieces are by the seems of things uh fleeing the rams now that was a a two out of ten because that's such a Super Bowl hangover year. 
Uh, no, this is a nine out of ten. <laughs> this is on. this is a Super Bowl hangover year. What did they do the year previous? They won a Super Bowl. Don't care about anything else after that. This is <laughs> if you go out in Freshers' Week and you wake up the next morning complaining of a headache. What did you expect? The Rams knew exactly what was coming in, and my favorite part of all this is they're going to trade these players away, and all these memes about all oh, fuck these picks and all this stuff is going to have to go away real quick because the Rams are going to be loaded with first and second round picks. Like, love it. It's exactly they did. Did it? This is the inverse of Tampa. Tampa seemed that they could run it back. The Rams threw it all up against the wall, knowing that it would stick, and it was worth it. They won a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Okie dokie. So that's all of the uh, all of the divisions, I believe. All of the teams. Uh, those are our totally factual and completely accurate marks out of ten. Um, and uh, and so we'll move on to the news. Uh, and as we expected, plenty of stuff has broken during this recording. So I'm very glad that we decided to do it this way round. Um, but uh, I'm just going to read the news as we wrote it during the week. Uh, so, the Combine, it happened. Uh, you've given this to me, Colin, which is a very funny joke. Um, I watched none of it. First first year I can remember watching literally no coverage of the Combine. Um, Anthony Richardson, a quarterback from Florida, was like the big winner. Um, there's also the tight end, who I believe is Darnell Washington, um, who was another guy that, that tested really, really well. Um, the, the best comment I ever heard about the Combine was... Um, the combine is there to confirm what you saw on tape. If it tells you something different from what you saw on tape, then you go back and you rewatch the tape. And and that's about as as best as I can put it. Um, anything you two wanted to add about the combine that will take less than thirty seconds? I watched one bit of the no, two bits of combine coverage. One was Anthony Richardson failing to hit out routes several times, which was hilarious considering how much hype he got coming out of the uh, coming out of the combine everywhere else. And then the other one was of the O lineman running the forty and then tearing his Achilles, was it? Or was it his ACL? Yeah, that was ACL. dumb. Yeah, that was fucking dumb. Why do they need to run the forty? They're never gonna run the forty. Never gonna do forty yards. If your if your O lineman's running forty yards, something's gone wrong. All all very well. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah yeah one of the two. Okay. Um, to, Colm, you've given me the Jalen Carter arrest arrest warrant as well, have you? Yes. Okay, thank you for that. You know I'm always up to speed with my off-the-field issues. So thanks for that. Um, so top the arrest warrant Jalen has Carter. been issued for potential top NFL draft pick Jalen Carter uh, for alleged role in fatal January car crash. That's from Yahoo News. Um, he played for Georgia Bulldogs, I believe. Yeah. Um, and he was seen as po- a possible number one overall pick. Um, <laughs> probably pretty unlikely now. Um, but uh, you know this is just one of those we're going to have to keep an eye on it situations there's no way we're going to know like really anything about this until it comes down so I'm not going to give any opinions on this but you know just just one of those we're going to have to keep an eye on it stories as there are so many at this time of year it should be noted he's handed himself in shortly after he's effectively pulled from the combine returned to Georgia uh, handed himself in uh, and released on bond uh, 15 minutes later but it's due to be yeah, down to a uh, illegal street race um, which ended up causing a fatal car crash so a lot at play there but it expected to to fall drastically but 
as we know in the NFL, if he's there and he's value for someone, there's still likelihood he's a first rounder regardless, unless things accelerate very quickly in the next month or so. Sorry, that's a, a terrible use of words, all things considered. It's okay, talking of draft stock lowering, uh, one particular quarterback uh, has seen a lot of talk about his uh, deathly fear this week, Brad or Column. I know you've been itching to talk about this all week. Uh, Brad, do you want to lead off on this one? Uh, nope. Okay, uh, so it was uh, reported on Twitter, that's font of all knowledge, that Will Levis, who is, I think, a... a I think his projections currently are like back end of first round by the time he gets to a draft top 10 uh, QB. He apparently has a deathly fear of milk uh, and teams are so <laughs> so concerned by this that it's affecting his draft grade. Um, it is known that he at one time put mayo in his coffee rather than milk and video has uh, surfaced of him talking about how he prefers almond milk to dairy milk. Um the person that tweeted this um, responded to one comment on Twitter where someone said, um, I can't believe he hates boobies shaking my head. And uh, the guy that tweeted it, a bad reporter said, can't relate to be honest. So I'm pretty sure he was, you know, having a joke at the time. But that didn't stop people taking him very seriously about this deathly milk fear. Um, but it's one of those stories that's so perfectly sort of reported in the off season that you have to talk about it. Yeah, this is hilarious. I mean, full credit to him for doing a bit going into the biggest interview of his life. Um, definitely, like, you know, commendable, uh, but also the dumbest shit that you could do because it's not something that you can pass off. Like, this old-fashioned coaches will be like, you know, no matter what his play style is like, old-fashioned coaches will be like, well, there's character concerns now because, you know, he's always joking around too much. Well, if he goes out there and just, you know, jokingly throws it to the team seven times, like Nathan Peterman, like, you know, like, there's going to be some shit like that that's going to be used against him. So, yeah. Respectable for, respectable for everyone on the internet that he did the bit, but for his actual NFL prospects, yikes. The first bit of many bits of QB news this week. Uh, Derek Carr has signed a contract with the New Orleans Saints, the team he visited whilst he was still a Raider, um, and they couldn't get anything uh, agreed to, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, he is uh, officially a four-year, $150 million contract. Um, that is helped in large part thanks to a $50 million base salary in 2026, of which he will very unlikely see any of whatsoever. Um, and if he does, it surely ain't going to be 50 mil as it's written right here. Um, a 28.5 mil signing bonus, which for a QB on a four-year deal is on the low side, but that enables him to get him in for a cap hit of 7.2 mil this year, um, which he needed to do in order to play for the Saints, because if you play for the Saints, you can't play there with a large cap hit, unless your name's Michael Thomas, and then excuses are made. Um, a good contract, not a great deal. It's about the same cash earnings as he would have had with the Raiders under that previous contract. Um, so you take you take it for what it is. The Saints get an upgrade at quarterback over Andy Dalton, but I don't think it's substantial, really. Uh, one quick question, Tom. Under and over, how many DeMar- uh, Demario Davis on Derek Carr's contract? How many void years was that? <laughs> Under and over, Demario Davis. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Demario Davis bank will never stop giving <laughs> until he retires because we have now had three restructures all within well, like four days of each other in March every year since he re-signed with the Saints. Does it stop giving once he's retired? Or is it? It's about three, four years after he's. I, I, yeah, I think I think then it starts taking after he's retired. Actually, yeah, good point. Yeah. All right. What's up next, Colin? Oh. Uh, next up, uh, we've asked Tom to go through all the cuts and restructures ahead of free agency. <laughs> uh, if you, we're running a bit long here, Tom, so if you yeah. keep this to 90 seconds, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> okay, okay, no worries. And cut to here. Um, Dan Snyder has been accused of fraud. Colin and Brad, fire away on your favourite target. Are we surprised? Yeah. Well, no, just that someone's actually reporting it, I suppose, is the only surprise. Um, it came out that Dan Schneider supposedly took out a $55 million loan against the team uh, without informing the minority partners he had in the Commanders. Uh, you shouldn't do that, uh, <laughs> is largely, uh, I think, the legal advice. He also has been doing sketchy things like charging the team nearly $5 million to put their logo on his private plane under the you know banner of advertising the team because... <laughs> Everyone that looks at private planes thinks, man, I should really go watch those Washington Commanders. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a piece of shit. Um, we pray that he soon sells that team. And Roger Goodell is clearly at this point just like, Dan, just do what you want. Just don't get me pulled up in front of government, please. That's it. This is fine. <laughs> Dan, Dan if, you, if you need me to give you Mrs. Goodell, we will arrange this. <laughs> Just please sell the team. Dan, if you're going to agree a $250 million fully guaranteed deal with Lamar Jackson, please make sure it's with your money. Dan? Dan? <laughs> oh, boy. Right, what's next? Uh, Jason? Uh, Jeremy Boger has retired. Uh, long-time official. Uh, pretty sure he's been ridiculed for the last couple of years for making some pretty hideous decisions. There was um, actually a few officials that retired that were kind of notable faces or names uh, none of which i can remember right now um, but that's a thing that column decided definitely needed to be in the news rundown so thanks for that uh, column. column under oh, and over right. how many of them are going to be shilling dick pills in a year time oh three and a half I, that's one bit of the line fair enough fair enough okay i'll, I'll take the under on that one but i, I still expect it to be more than one which is <laughs> bad enough uh, we covered Jerry Jones complaining about having to pay his players when we covered Jerry Jones having to complain about paying his players in, in the season recap. Uh, Tom, do you want to tell us why uh, Joe Nixon, as Columns written it down, <laughs> said fuck them kids? Uh, allegedly, or perhaps not even allegedly. Um, he, yes, so the serious part of this story is that a quote-unquote juvenile uh, is in uh, in some kind of hospital care with a gunshot wound uh, this after a couple of kids were playing on uh, or around joe mixon's confirmed property with nerf guns um there were then reports of gun shots um and then the police arrived these this one child uh, or kid or young person juvenile etc person who is under the age of being a legal adult uh, was then taken to hospital um mixon's house was then cordoned off with like crime scene tape uh the police have still not confirmed uh, anything about mixon being like a suspect but they have confirmed they believe a crime has taken place so 
really not much to go off of there. Obviously, the first hope is that the, the individual that has suffered injuries is okay. I believe he is. It feels like more would have come out about it if there was like a serious injury there by now. Um, there was already some talk about Mixon either getting extended or getting cut this offseason. And whilst I don't think this would be something by itself, there was also the previous issue with Mixon um, prior, like, what was that, a month ago, where he was linked to some sort of uh, physical altercation with, I believe, a woman, and pretty much immediately uh, that was, like, come out and poo-pooed uh, that actually he'll be, like, cleared of it all tomorrow morning when the paperwork is processed, and that did happen. So, like, not saying that that's a smoking gun, pardon the pun, um, but the... It's just another storyline about Joe Mixon that isn't about playing running back to a good level. <laughs> yeah, Samaje P. Ryan uh, hasn't shot any kids, so... He's also a free agent. Stuck, I mean, they're, they're going to have to... I can't believe they didn't tag him. That's the move these days. Tag, <laughs> tagging your back up. Uh, what is next? Uh, clutches of Susie Dent? No, Colin, you can't. Uh, she is wonderful. Countdown is a great game. You should all play it with me. Uh, what else have we added uh, the NFLPA have released team grades ahead of free agency they have asked players on all 32 teams to rate um, the I suppose player experience being at the club day to day around things like uh, travel, uh, weight room training staff uh, uh, you know meals provided and those have been released uh, for everyone to see ahead of free agency I'm not sure it will affect where people go for free agency, but it's very notable to see some of the complaints players have about their team, such as the Jags would be very happy if... Well, the Jags players would be very happy if a team dealt with the rat infestation in the facility. <laughs> um, the Cardinals apparently make players pay for meals, and if they wish to use the training room during the off-season, they must pay to do so. Um, the Cardinals is <laughs> even funnier because they are literally... They've gone F for treatment of family, F minus for nutrition, F minus for weight room, A minus for st- uh, st- strength of staff, F minus for training room, F F for locker room. Uh, but they do have a B plus for travel, which you can only assume is great. We're leaving Arizona now. Like <laughs> they are literally one of the worst teams in the league, apparently. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff in there. Uh, one thing that did not surprise anyone was uh, everyone thinks the commanders are a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, New York Giants, uh, B-plus on nutrition. All of those free medium Pepsis pay off. Uh, teams <laughs> keeping track. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you said you said that you don't think this will affect much. Of course, it won't. Like players were already talking to each other about this type of shit before. You know, yeah. I don't think an official ruling is really going to make that much of a difference. Anyway, um, oh, can I just point out one more thing? Uh, the Dolphins got A's in everything except treatment to family, which is a C plus. And I just want to know how, considering the season that they had and what they were caught up in. How the fuck did they get A's in everything but one thing? I, re- I reckon it's just um, Mike McDaniels walking into like the, the crash area vaping. <laughs> just, like, t- didn't give a shit that there were kids in the room. He just kept carrying on his vaping. To his family. So Gino Smith oh, signed God, a yeah. three-year, $105 million contract with the Seahawks. Uh, we don't have any breakdown of it, but there is an indication that it is heavily incentive-laden. Um, it might come out to 
Uh, I thought I saw about 32 mil a year, um, although that would actually not leave that much incentive lazy, so maybe it's less than that. Um, but yeah, this makes sense for everyone because I don't, I don't think this stops the Seahawks from drafting a guy, you know, quarterback early, um, or even trading back and being able to go best player available. And if one of the quarterbacks slips down, then they can still pull the trigger there, um, because. As good as Gino looked last year, I don't think anybody actually believes that he's going to carry this on for three years, right? Like, if, if we go through a month and Gino Smith stinks next season, then we all go, ah, there it is, right? <laughs> and then we go, well, it's good that they drafted a QB at five overall. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've heard there's reports that he's got an out after the first year, that there's potentially, you know, there's a way they can get out of it as well. So, all good. Yeah, um, some releasing news. Uh, the Bucks are releasing left tackle Donovan Smith. Miami are releasing Byron Jones with a Brad. What is it? June 1st post designation. Yeah, there it is. See, you haven't you haven't you haven't lost the uh, you haven't lost the, the the key parts of the podcast in your time away. <laughs> um, and uh, the Jets uh, representatives, which is owner, GM, head coach, offensive coordinator, and I believe passing game coordinator, are all heading to uh, maybe Green Bay, but wherever Aaron Rodgers California. is at the moment. Uh, okay, there you go. Um, after this is after Rodgers met with, uh, I guess, a similar group of people in New York recently. Um, this is going to happen I think at this point I'm finally off the 33% to all outcomes um, this is just about how much Rogers wants to fuck over Green Bay and I think the answer to that is a lot um, but this this is going to happen it, it, it's it's too far down the pipe I think to not happen now um, and, and okay Rogers has more front than Harrods when it comes to being an egotistical little prick but even for him to then turn around after meeting with him twice and then go ah, I thought Green Bay was a good place to stay like that, that would take a lot of front um, anything before we move on to Lamar Jackson uh, Daniel Jones <laughs> uh, okay okay we'll do we'll do Daniel Jones then so Daniel Jones uh, as as part of this um, kind of whole quarterback will they won't they um, he has got a four year 160 million dollars I believe extension um, as part of that um, that has led to Saquon Barkley getting the tag that is a 10.01 million dollar salary cap uh, for this year this was the way it was always likely to go I think and and I I don't reckon they would have tagged Barkley had they not got Jones under contract. Um, similar things to Gino in this. I would expect a, a fairly easy out after a couple of years. Um, and I don't think it necessarily stops them looking at quarterback next year if things go obviously pear-shaped. But you kind of get that offense to stay together. You get an opportunity to add weapons that Dayball wants uh, or more weapons that Dayball wants rather than the sort of half-and-half approach he had last year and see if they can keep it going in an East that is probably... Well, it's definitely going to be weaker next year. Yeah. But the... uh, Yeah, 82 million in guarantees over the course of the first two years indicates everyone got what they want. Daniel Jones got paid. We got a contract we can get out of big fan of this only person that's dissatisfied at the moment is saquon barkley but hey if he wasn't going to agree a deal with us then the tag is the tag is the option that we have and we're going to use it so we'll see how that plays out but yeah he still he still gets 10 mil for a year which is 
he would have got more cash than that signing a, a free agency deal, but probably not actually by a lot. He probably would have got about sixteen to eighteen mil cash. Um, yeah, I think his yeah, market is is less than he thinks. When Derek Henry is supposedly on the market, Saquon Barkley's market is less, considering he also wants that payday as well. Whereas Derek Henry already got the contract, so you know what you're getting, uh, and probably a little bit more digestible for teams if you can make the Titans eat some of it. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So Derek, if you trade for Derek Henry, you get one year, eleven mil with zero guaranteed. Yeah, which <laughs> so, someone's taken. It, well, maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, Lamar Jackson is the final person to, uh, to kind of talk about. He has got the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means uh, up until something happens, he will have a salary cap of $32 million. Uh, he will now get an opportunity to sign to offer sheets from other NFL franchises. Apparently, the Atlanta Falcons are already out on it. Um, Panthers are already just, out on it. Are they? I didn't see that. That one's um, just come out in like the last 20 minutes or so. Got you, got you. Um, and if that does happen, then the Ravens get uh, two first rounders from the next two years. Um, and have to, yeah, yeah. have to be 2022, 2023 picks, which has ruled out like six or seven teams just by proxy right now. Um, I think this is an interesting way for this to go because Jackson has already shown that he is willing to to bet on himself and bet on his health right um he 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 is fine kind of taking that perceived risk and Colin and i talked about it on a recent podcast like he stunk it up for long periods of last year before he got injured and yet his 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 demands didn't drop one bit and so i think he plays this 32 mil and if they don't, if they don't give in and give him what he wants, and, and other teams don't stump up, then he says that's fine, and I'll I'll go into the same situation next year, and I'll get forty five mil on the tag, you know, and 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 you'll have to give me forty five mil on the cap next year, just like you're giving me thirty two mil this year and twenty six mil, I think it was in twenty twenty two, you know, and you'll have no ways to to massage it and no ways to to fit other players in by restructuring me because it is a flat one year by that point it'll be you know 42 45 mil and i'm just going to enjoy the cash and i'm just going to keep betting on myself year to year um and kirk cousins proved that you can do it now is is lamar jackson more of an injury risk than kirk cousins i think you have to say yes but yeah like more, more power to him stick to your guns fuck him up um i don't think he's going to play in this contract or this tag i think someone somewhere is going to do something extremely stupid and i alluded to it earlier uh, yeah, Dan Snyder's going to pay Lamar Jackson what he wants and give up two firsts because that's the commanders, baby. Why renovate your stadium that's falling apart when you could pay someone two hundred fifty million out of pocket, potentially more? I, I, I just the, the what are Washington and who are Washington going to draft at sixteen? And if they get Lamar Jackson, what they're probably a playoff team next year. Who are they going to draft at 16 uh, and 20, like, at worst, that's really going to change their team and, 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 and you know, take them to their next level, whereas Lamar Jackson could do that. I know they don't have seconds, but hey-ho, you're getting a, you know, a former MVP, not Carson Wentz. So I, I see that being the move and the team that makes the move. And I don't think the Ravens have a lot of choice. <laughs> well, they don't have any choice in the matter right now, right? They are literally banking on 
people not everyone else not paying Lamar as much. Well, I mean, Ravens can fit a lot in. Is the is the they, other thing they, like they have like forty five mil cap, so they they can. It's it would be difficult for teams to structure it in such a way that where they couldn't fit him in. Yeah, and I I do think the Ravens do want to pay him. They just don't want to guarantee it and do you know like that side of it. And I do think there is a certain area of the NFL who you know uh, owners who will be pressuring each other to be like, hey, don't do this, you know, don't do this and this. But who doesn't give a shit more than Dan Snyder? He'll go off and do, he'll, he'll go off and do, if he's being forced out. Like think of it from Dan Snyder's point of view. He can go get a quarterback, make a bunch of money that he won't tell the league that he made in merit sales, give him two hundred and fifty million, and then get several billion and not be an owner of the NFL team anymore. Not his problem. Like it's it's so it it it's the right thing to do that. Even I don't even think that Dan Snyder can fuck it up. I think he'll do it. Because, like, why would you not? Colin, anything to add on Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, or apparently his impending move to Washington before I take us home? Uh, I mean, how much fun would it be if he moved to Miami? Uh, they can't. They've got the picture. They can't because they forfeited their first round pick because they tried to steal... Uh, <laughs> did they not still have the? I oh know they did. They trade the 49ers one to Broncos. Yeah, for Bradley Chubb. Yeah. Ah, oh, boo! I don't care. Fine, trade someone, get a first round pick, trade it for Lamar. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I think that'd be too much fun. I want to see that. And on that highly probable and logical note, uh, can thank I you just very say, much for listening to you. Uh, on that oh. on that note, uh, the Broncos then traded that pick to the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints get the first round is still this year. Mickey Loomis, five-dimensional plays from the Sean Payton trainer. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the And the Kick is Good podcast. My name's Tom. I've been your host. <laughs> and if you've enjoyed listening to this, please follow us at The Kick is Up. Uh, but until next week, it's goodbye from me, Tom, your host of the And the Kick is Good podcast. See you when I see you next from Colm. Love you from Brad. <laughs> <laughs>